are geek-centric, and you can be too. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Geek-Centric Podcast. My name is Nate, and today we talk all about all the babies. Marvel is going to keep making movies, and you'll never guess who Nick Cage is going to play in his next movie. Uh, But first, if you're joining us for the first time, this is a weekly show covering the world of film, television, gaming, toys and collectibles, and all things geek-centric. Joining me on the show, we've got... The jazzy and judicial J-Law. Judicial, ooh. (laughs) To his immediate right, we've got Kevin the Krusty Krab Hudson. Uh Fitting. I'm I'm actually in a good mood today. (laughs) Oh, there you go. Not so Krusty Krab. Yeah, so uh, how have you guys been? Good. Yeah, Yeah, we good. Good mood. What's what's with the good mood, Kevin? Oh, I'm going away on vacation shortly, so I guess that always helps. uh, Are you okay with, I mean, you know, we've got so many stalkers. Are you okay with... Letting the podcast listeners know where are you going? Uh, yeah, you can uh, come visit me down at uh, in uh, Vegas if you want, and uh, you know, give me some luck while I'm at the blackjack tables. Very yeah, nice. Bring home that uh, that big money. Well, I got a wedding to pay for, so if I could win some cash, that'd be nice. <laughs> or lose, nice. or lose I'll just it all. Be even broker yep. just before. Exactly. What, uh, what have you been up to uh, there, Nate? Uh, yeah. What'd you do today? Uh, today I worked, and, and we're slept. recording this podcast. You slept, <laughs> yeah. Definitely, it's good to take a power nap, especially if you're recording this podcast as late as we are. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. You know, might if you be want. a little bit late. Yeah, that's but a bit late. Uh, you know, let's jump right into watch it, Justin. What you been watching? Um, haven't been watching anything. Okay, I've actually been uh, doing a lot of playing. Ooh, okay. I've uh, I've been actually I Jedi Fallen Order, which oh, I'm sure you're going to go to town on. I got um, it. I guess is it is it something that you were doing this week as well? Yeah. Oh yeah, hundred percent. I've I've been um, playing that game. I mean, just with everything happening with the Mandalorian, um, with all the you know the Star Wars news about Episode Nine and all this stuff. It's just like it, I, I'm just it's peak Star it's perfect, Wars time. It's the perfect you know? time. I, right? I I didn't realize how close it was to Mandalorian that yeah. this game was coming out. Well, and and we're literally like a month away from yes, Episode Nine as well. True. It's this just very you true. can't do anything yeah, yeah, without yeah. it being you know involving Star. Wars it's funny it's funny because i actually listen i've been listening back to some of our previous episodes and i i don't think an episode has gone by that we haven't mentioned star wars <laughs> and it's not even just because we love it that much well, it's right because it here's, is just saturating the the, everywhere. the pop culture world yeah, right very cool uh kevin what's yeah um well uh, i guess with disney plus um you know coming out it's been fun to explore that a little uh finally saw frozen Oh, the first one. Yes, the first one. Right, because um, the second one's not out yet. No, that comes out uh, this week. Okay. This week. So we do have uh, something in the works for that Ooh. for fans of our musicals. Um, um, but so, yeah, I enjoyed Frozen. Yeah. I thought it was, I, you know, not as good as some you, people might So think. it's interesting the kind of lens that you're watching it now. Like, did, do you feel as if it was overhyped at all or anything like I that? I mean, I get why. The yeah. music is massive and it's these two really um, strong female characters. So I can understand why certain people really did latch onto it and fall in love with it. Yeah. But immediately after, I went and watched uh, Tangled again. I I I only seen it the one time in theaters years ago. Yeah, it's a far better movie, right? Oh, Tangled is so good. It's and it's interesting because they're kind of I mean they're in the same universe apparently, right? Like, right. Characters show up in both, but but yeah, no, I I I always 
again, it was one of those things when I saw Frozen, it was like, oh, it's amazing coming out of the theater, seeing it again. And then it just overplayed on the radio over and over and over again to the point where even even the trailers were starting to do things like a week later, I saw a trailer that was like better than Lion King. And I was like, OK, all right. No, no. Who did they pay for that quote? You know? <laughs> exactly. But so I can see why two's gonna getting all this hype and people are excited for it. So that should be fun for for fans of the movie for for another installment to come out. Yeah. But other than going and watching some older movies, uh, exploring some of the shows mm-hmm. uh, behind the Imagineers, is that what it's called? Um, the Imagineering story. The Imagineering yeah, yeah. story. The first episode was fantastic. So good, oh, right? So good. Did you cry? Uh, it, a little. It's, it's quite that emotional, moment, especially right? as it builds towards the oh. the climax of that episode. It's kind of like, oh my goodness, this yeah. is heavy. Yeah. Um, so I can't wait to, because I think we're going to Florida next, and yeah. that's I'm a Disney World guy versus Disneyland, so yeah. that that'll be really fun to see and very cool. Uh, and then the Jeff Goldblum show, we watched the first episode of that. Yeah, Did he you enjoy is it? he is such a weird dude. I love it. Like, I love it. I, could, I, I could I don't know if I could spend an afternoon with that guy because yeah, I, I think <laughs> it might be a bit much at a while, after a while, but he's fun. He's certainly fun. Yeah. There's such a there's such a great personality that comes through his narration like I, I just love how he narrates all the portions of his episodes yeah. when he's talking about like the facts and you know where sneakers come from it's like oh 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 you know like he just has like this excitement like you even can while see, he's narrating no yeah. but that's what i mean like you could you could imagine how he would have read that he just kind of performed it yeah. rather than like reading it right yeah. yeah this isn't leave schreiber doing his you know very very good but very different style of narration this right. is a goofy guy like they probably had to like string him down yeah in the recording studio because he'd you be watch, all over the place did you just watch episode one you didn't watch yeah we've only two? seen the first one okay, okay. yeah the, i watched well, episode two with the ice cream yeah it's yeah. it's it was really good i actually like i enjoyed the sneaker one but yeah. the ice cream one i thought was a lot of fun so i guess this leads us right into nate what yeah. you what you've been doing nate? yeah so um of course i've i've been yeah definitely playing like again pokemon shield uh dived into that um it's it's there's so much controversy for Pokemon right now um, it, with the with the fandom um, because it, it unfortunately they're they're doing this thing where uh, you can't catch them all, uh, so they don't have the entire Pokedex all. I don't even know it like eight eight hundred to a thousand of them by now. Um, they're not all in the game, so now people are. Um, you know, they're all oh, my favorites left out or, or I can't bring one of my favorites that I always bring from every game into this new generation. Um, and it's just one of those things where, you know, people will latch on to literally anything if they if they know that they can try to have some sort of an argument like these same people are also calling out like the fact that there's there's screen tearing and the the graphics aren't as amazing as they wanted them to be i have heard it's a bit maybe glitchy or buggy yeah but it's not though that's no. the thing it's i mean people are saying like i wanted it to look more like breath of the wild like legend of zelda and even legend of zelda had pop in and screen tearing and things like that in certain scenes it's new and different enough but it, i would say it the differences are that it is it is accessible it's you're going to play it and you're going to go, oh, oh, that's nice that they did that. Or, oh, that's kind of cool that they included, you know, they, they made that that way. Because when I I remember from the old games, it was like way more difficult. Um, yeah, definitely. Cool. Thumbs up. I, yeah, I look forward to uh, giving a bit more of a review uh, next week. Very cool. After I've uh, dabbled with it a bit. Um, I've also, as we kind of mentioned, uh, been playing Jedi Fallen Order. And yeah, um, it's nice to have a good... It's nice to have a good Star Wars game again. Yeah, it's it's a, it's very much like an open world. Like everything's very exploratory, right? Like you can discover things because, like, I don't know. 
certain planets so far there's a lot that they say you need to to, to discover on each of those planets yeah. and it's like i i didn't discover everything does that mean i can't yeah. go back though like, no well this is the cool thing is it's it's it is um it is open world it's a little it's more like open universe because there's like all these planets right? yeah but it's it's still linear in the sense that it it's very one path um it's not like a bunch of branching paths and it's not a bunch of um extra side missions and things like that uh but there are a lot of collectibles and the, but the cool thing is that it does seem seems doable it unlike something like assassin's creed where i would open up the map and i would just be there'd be little dots everywhere and i'd be like i'm not doing this like forget this so this this looks like um you know it might be a little bit easier to platinum similar to something like spider-man uh earlier yeah, it definitely it definitely has that sort of vibe of that sort of linear story there's mm-hmm. there's a conclusion i think the the thing i found because you spoke about with pokemon is yeah. that it was a bit buggy i find it a bit yes. glitchy yeah so that's the biggest thing the visuals the, the, the visuals are like really weird like i've been stuck yeah. in really odd places mm-hmm. like i jump am i going to be throwing my remote across the room here well i, I don't Ooh. know like uh, the thing is is that i i times i was very frustrated i actually gave up because i couldn't figure it out because i feel like i need to complete everything on that planet before right? you move like, on they, they aren't clear about that yeah throughout, like the actual game experience right? yeah and like i like the hints i like being told you need to go here sure and then you know a very visual indicator on my you know screen that yep. has my map and where my location is i like those sort of pointers yeah and then i know that everything else in and around the world i can discover spider-man was very good like that yeah right like it was very good well it's nice with the map system in jedi fallen order how they show they'll show green doors are things you can accept you can access now and red ones are you know what move on yeah. and you can come back to this later once you've yeah, achieved a certain exactly you but know that's power. what makes me think that it's like not really open world as much as it is like open universe like yeah you can go back to these planets and do new things because like there's things you can't do right that you know that eventually you'll be able to have the power to actually do so you mm. got to come back and do it yeah <laughs> you know what I mean? yeah i think um yeah so the gameplay is tight it's difficult um kevin you're gonna want to play on easy baby ass baby easy mode it's hard i mean there the like the gameplay is tight and difficult um it's known as what's called a souls like uh which is based off of a it's a game called dark souls um the acting is very strong I did find. Well, Cal's character, the main character, is a little, he's a little vanilla so far. Um, the rest of the cast is really fantastic. Yeah, I, I was very surprised that, like, he was the weakest part. Yeah. I, I found the other character, the other character. Well, so are, far. Well, so far, but I feel like he, he I is, could see him taking I know, a but turn. It, it is this weird thing when actors do video games. It's almost like they downplay their acting to a certain degree. Mm-hmm. I don't know he's very he, you're right he's very vanilla yeah i mean you know overall I, it's it's just it's nice to have a solid star wars game again um and even though i'm only a few hours into it i i can't stop thinking about it i right. mean the highest Me compliment too. i can yeah. give right the highest compliment i can give any game is that um I you know go home and play right now yeah yeah i mean i, I love doing this podcast but like i i want to i want to play the game right this game yeah. now um so really really cool stuff um yeah that's that's whatcha let's get into the news all about the details. All right, get this. Nicolas Cage to play Nicolas Cage in a movie where Nicolas Cage is desperate to work with Quentin Tarantino. Uh, this is from Sarah L. Mahmood over at Cineblend, um, who writes, titled, The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent. 
<laughs> the meta movie will follow Nick Cage with a frantic goal to be in Quentin Tarantino's next movie as he is faced with a mountain of debt and a troubled relationship with his teen daughter. Um, what it, what is going on? <laughs> what? Sounds, and when when can we see the fitting. when can we see the trailer for yes, this movie? Please. It depends on how how much like they could shoot this in like half a year. It sounds like yeah. It's almost like somebody was like, let's just follow Nick Cage for six months. And it just feels like this is his real life. And he's begging T- Tarantino you to get in a movie because he's broke. Yeah. You know? That would be great if that broke after the movie. It was like, actually, this was a documentary series. And we cut it together. <laughs> this is a real thing. Uh, well, actually, I, I was reading a little bit further into the article. Um, Tom Gormican and Kevin Etten um, apparently sent a letter to Nicolas Cage making the case. Uh, for the actor to star in this movie that they had written. Um, and apparently he they they said it's written to him with love, with no intention to poke fun at his career. And uh, they convinced him to be a part of the movie. That's awesome. Um, so it's kind of neat to see. I mean, I don't think Nicolas Cage is that kind of guy that is above sort of making fun of himself. Oh, no, I don't think so. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's that's awesome to see that. And I Another thing I watched this weekend was uh, National Treasure. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I have a hard National Treasure yeah, mark. I love High that five. movie, man. Um, oh, I watched so it's like, one and two? Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I don't I don't like two as much. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, one you know. Where it's at. Um, but so it, it did get me thinking, like, man, that's I could Disney. always use some more Nick Cage in my life. That's, that's what I was thinking. Yeah. Disney Plus? Yep. Let's go. Yeah. All right. Let's turn this podcast off. Let's just go watch it right now. Uh, very cool. Well, speaking of watching stuff on Disney Plus, the Simpsons aspect ratio problem on Disney Plus uh, will be fixed early 2020. Did you guys notice anything? I haven't watched any yet. So I, I've actually watched some. I, I did notice it, it's not stretched. So yeah. people. So explain people, explain for for sure. listeners what's so going on right now on Disney Plus. They're they're streaming Simpson episodes. New and old, yeah. all 16 by 9, which is just filling a widescreen frame. Yeah. But originally, the older episodes were just a square, 4 by 3, which is standard television, tube television screen size. Up to like season 19. Yes. Yeah. So the issue that people are having is that they've obviously cropped in on the original format of that 4 by 3 yeah. and made it now 16 by 9, a widescreen. Right, which picture. is what most people's TVs are now. Absolutely. So it looks, it fills the screen mm-hmm. proportionately. It's not stretched. It doesn't look out of out of place, but they are cutting out right. parts of the frame. I noticed in one episode, which was really intriguing, is that if 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 it had something at the bottom of the screen that yeah. was supposed to be a focus, it would then show that and then slide up to the character. Really? Space. Whereas you would have gotten all so, of that in the four by three. Wait, so someone had to sit and go through these Absolutely. episodes and yeah, figure out when to do that. And we were talking about that because we were talking about this, and and Justin suggested that they probably already had that from FX. Okay, right? Because FX, all the work. FX had a, a website, I believe, that was uh, that got in shut down yeah, in, in the States. States. It was Simpsons World. Yeah, apparently it was a huge thing, and you could choose whether or not you wanted to watch it in four by three or sixteen by nine, which is what they're going to be doing. Well, now, right? so yeah, so uh, Ethan Anderton from Slash Film reports that. Uh, the, the quote put out from Disney, The Simpsons is available in 16 by 9 aspect ratio at launch uh, in order to guarantee visual quality and consistency across all 30 seasons. Over time, Disney Plus will roll out new features and additional viewing options. As part of this, in early 2020, Disney Plus will make the first 19 seasons and some episodes from season 20 of The Simpsons available in their original 4 by 3 aspect ratio, That's giving, giving subscribers a choice of how they prefer to view the series. Having, yes. having the choice 
I think is awesome. Yes, I yeah. think yeah. that's that's the better option to go with, right? Well, especially I, in a show that so relies on sight gags. Yes. I mean, right. if you've got Homer holding something and and oh, you know, in his hand, but you can't see what it is, it's you lose it, right? And no matter how much keyframing or whatever. Yeah. It is, yeah. If, if Skinner's exactly. standing there with a, st- a tray of steamed hams, I want to see those <laughs> right. steamed yeah, hams. Absolutely. You know? Like you, you are changing the original, and I, I get it. I'm just really surprised at how many people went ham on Twitter. Went steamed ham over and it. Like, and like, went steamed ham <laughs> yeah. over that. And literally uh, created such a ruckus that Disney had to address it. Yeah. Right? Like that to me was the more shocking thing. Because I get, had noticed But it. when you get how many, what, what, do we, the numbers for Disney Plus? It was like 10 million subscribers. 10 million subscribers? Day one. In one day? Yeah. They were hoping for 8 million before the end of the year. Is that right? Yeah. Wow. That's what they were anticipating. And then they got to ten in one day. Very cool. Well, um, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm happy they're they're switching it up. Um, and then this last one here: Disney announces four Marvel movies for 2023. Uh, Kareen Reichart reports uh, that Disney has updated its release schedule on Friday night. More untitled Marvel Cinematic Universe movies for the next few years when i told this to justin he almost swerved off the road oh really four <laughs> movies in one year i'm yeah. oh, sorry funny yeah yeah oh yeah yeah you totally in, in excitement or or well that's a lot <laughs> yeah that's a lot four movies in in because they they've only really capped at like three yeah before right, right? Well, that, like i'm trying think, to remember what the the heaviest year for releases was i, I think i think three it, it usually ranges two to three yeah right if you don't include like shows and well, stuff like that but if they're yeah now you're going to include disney plus shows Plus, plus the movies. Well, it should be these are these are all four pure theatrical releases, right? Yes. This isn't like half of them will be Disney no. Plus. Okay, yeah. No, just to confirm in the theaters. Well, because yeah. they they went pretty hard with their announcement on with through Comic Con and at the Disney at D twenty three the event yeah. where they they strictly talked about or more more specifically talked about the Disney Plus series that right. they're releasing. Um, so I think they're they're good on that front. Yeah. They've already established Should that. We go, it, it is nice to talk about movies. Should we go through the list? Sure. Um, in 2020, we've got Black Widow on May 1st, and then The Eternals on November 6th. And now, is that both or both of those theatrical? Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. And those really, are... I thought that the Black Widow one was going Disney, like some like more Disney. No, there's Plus. a Hawkeye. There's a Hawkeye one, but you're right. Something like Black Widow would have probably played better on a Disney Plus. I'm mm. kind of surprised that one seems like a right. weird choice yeah. to do as a yeah. movie. But okay, okay. Yeah. But so just the two next year. Just the two, and then in 2021, we've got Shang Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, February 12th. Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness on May 7th, Spider-Man 3 on July 16th, and Thor Love and Thunder November 5th. Oh, so there's four. There's okay. four right there in yeah. 2021. That one, that could be one crazy year. Right? Yeah. Like, I think Thor is going to be balls to the wall goofy. Yeah. And Doctor Strange, if, I hope they, if it's they have, scary. yeah, man, if they have the guts to, to do something yeah, to a little different it with it. Freaky. For sure. Um, I really hope they do because that that was my biggest complaint about the first one. Yeah, is that they could have gone. They didn't go enough. They didn't go enough. They just they played very safe. Mm. Yeah, but on that origin story, I get it. It's an origin story. Yeah, I I know we've had this conversation. So like, (laughs) it is an origin story. So play it safe. I get it. So if you're gonna do the safe, I'm hoping number two will really just kind of give me what I would was expecting. Right, and not in a Thor: The Dark World way. No. Um, In 2022, Black Panther. uh, Sorry, three untitled movies for 2022. Black Panther two. Uh, is one of them, um, and then another four movies in 2023. So, guys, in you know, for 2022, 2023, you know, we've get the options here, right? We've got Captain Marvel two, Ant Man three, Guardians of the Galaxy three. Um, they're I, even talking about 
like Deadpool 3 being a part of the MCU. Right. The, I think those are going to be the bigger ones. Yeah. It's when those ones get announced. Yeah. But I feel right now we already kind of know where, like you're saying, Black Panther is definitely going to be one of them. In 2022. Yeah. Right. And then, you know. Right. I mean, technically we know that there's another Spider-Man movie just right, because exactly. of the, the whole deal. Right. Yeah. Um, but in terms of like, there's even rumors of like an A-Force movie, which is like an all-female Avengers um, or even uh, a Fantastic Four movie. Which apparently, um, if Fantastic Four, there's a lot of rumors going around that Fantastic Four and the fact that Black Panther two are are potentially in the same year, um, that that would be that would be a big deal because apparently, um, they, yeah, and they're yes, yeah, so they yeah. share a common enemy and they're they kind of overlapped in the in the comics a so lot. He's not really an enemy. He's kind of like you know. Well, anyways, but yes, Namor. Namor is is you know is one of their vintage characters that Marvel just hasn't done anything with yet. Yeah, and they've already introduced some of their more vintage characters. I feel like he would complete the set. Yeah, uh, for that, um, Fantastic Four would be great to see as right. a movie. But I, I'm wondering if that plays better as a and as a do, Disney Plus series. No, I, I I think because we haven't had a good one yet. Let's get yeah, Marvel to do, do it. Movie. Do it right. Let's do yeah. a, um, an actual movie. And who do, who do we get in? Who's is that? John Krasinski. Let's I think we, that's the best casting online, that, yeah. and I think it's the most likely. Have there one. been some online? Yeah, people are saying John Krasinski. Oh, and, and Emily Blunt. Emily oh, yeah, Blunt. they would yeah. actually play right. Yeah. A real that, life. That's a that's a really cool idea, and I, I think that that's great. That's I mean, we could do a total way. recast on that Ooh. at some point too. Yeah, that or X Men. You know, we, I think I both think we would talked be a about lot doing of fun. Total yeah. recast on X Men. Yeah, X Men would be fun. Yeah. X Men would be fun. Um, I think even X Men though would be a great option as well. Maybe they do a series with with that, or they do a movie, but. Either way, now that they have See, these I properties, think X Men, yeah, might lend itself better to a to show. A, to You're a right, show. as long it's, as they do come into movies at some point, even right, if it's a cameo right, right, or whatever, right. and maybe just a small group of them. Right, whereas in the TV right. show, that's a way you could have a lot of characters introduced versus in one short movie, you could do you know because characters you, every week. You and, and I had talked about the fact that if they did do an X Men movie, they'd have to go back to like maybe the original. Um, but but yeah, I uh, I can't wait more Marvel movies. Cool. Well, that is it for the news. Not a heavy news week this week, uh, but let's uh, let's talk about some. Let's let's move into trailer time. It's trailer time. All right. This first trailer, the SpongeBob movie, Sponge on the Run. Uh, this is starring Tom Kenny, Clancy Brown, but also Aquafina and Keanu Reeves in yes. this movie. That seems like a silly thing to spoil. Yeah. Imagine he just oh, popped true. up in the middle well, of that movie. Yeah, that would have been great. But yeah. but I think that's also part of the selling point for this too, because sure, they, sure. they already did one. Uh, this looks great. I, it looks fun, but I, I honestly think they gave away way everything too much. in the trailer. Yeah, again, again, we talk about this. this. Co- yeah. We talk about this all the time. Yeah, I just I I didn't need to see that much. I I thought though that that they gave away two of the best jokes. Well, how, yeah. do you, how do you know? You're just assuming. <laughs> well, I guess, but yeah. like I laughed out loud when I saw him jump on the table and, and his rips is yeah. <laughs> but you have to understand, like. You watch a lot of SpongeBob, <laughs> yeah. Okay, so you've seen that before. Yeah, right? I know, that's a SpongeBob I know, thing to do. I know, now, but I, in three yeah. D, you yes. know what I mean? Like it looks so good. It like looks, I love it. Like that's that's what I wanted the to say because I didn't really watch much SpongeBob. Never have. Mm-hmm. But it, this is a new style for it. No, yeah, yeah. yeah it looks animation really nice. I, the last, the no, last, but just even the coloring was yeah. really pleasant. Like yeah. the shading and stuff like that. It was really pleasant looking. It looked like um, Into the Spider Verse. 
that's that's kind of what it reminded me of, you know? Well, it's it's interesting because yeah. it does have like very two-dimensional backgrounds, but on like 3D angle yeah. sides. And like their 3D, like it's it looks awesome. And the last movie I saw, yeah. which was years ago. Yeah absolutely loved it like yeah. it, I, I literally would watch that like every day yeah. it was it was so well done and it was just i loved how it was so like aware that it was in a in a hollywood film right do you know what i mean and it looks like you get a lot of that like even in the trailer they, yeah you, you get that little line like there's gonna be a, a classic buddy buddy film right <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well the, the most recent one was uh 2015 yeah. 2015. Yeah. Spon- so Sponge Out of Water. One. Sponge Out of Water. And then I think the first one was 2004. The movie. Yeah. 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 So this is the third SpongeBob movie that we're getting. I, I thought it was the second. Do they follow continuity or they sort of like just no, I think, isolated little stories? I think they're it's not like they're rebooting or anything like that. No. It's just no. you pick up and join SpongeBob actually, on a new adventure yeah, sort that's of right. thing, right? A movie mm-hmm. came out in 2015. Yeah. yeah. That's the one right. where they actually went like live action, right? Yes. They come out onto land yes. and they go I full love, live action. Did I, you I, see it? No. Dude, I did not see it. I love the trailer for it, though. I remember seeing that. Like, I just think that these, it's cool to see how SpongeBob has kind of gotten to that place for Nickelodeon where he is iconic. He is up there with some of our favorite Disney characters. And I'm, I'm watching this trailer and I'm like, oh. Disney, can you just buy Nickelodeon? But now I don't know if you guys have heard with Netflix, they've they've brokered that deal now. Yeah, they the day after or day of <laughs> Disney so, Plus, they on. instantly reacted there. Yeah. Did right? they buy them or did they sign them? They acquired the rights to a whole bunch acquired, of properties, I right. believe. Yeah. So yeah. so they They haven't said specifically which ones, correct? No, it's no. it's just a bunch of the content. They haven't even brought content from Nickelodeon onto the platform. They've got a, a few shows like Avatar and stuff like that, right? right. But, but the, I think what they were doing is they they were probably, as we're obvious, it, they're reacting to Disney Plus. Yeah. And it's bed of, you know, nostalgic content. It yes. Has, right. But I mean, that sounds to me, the whole the whole announcement for it sort of just fell flat. Yeah, no, because it got well, lost. But again, it was done without specific titles, right. which really would have helped for people to right. then be, oh, yeah, it's, you know, Rugrats or whatever. SpongeBob. You know, yeah, so, yeah. You know, and, so. and I think you're, at, you're absolutely right. It, it's more of a, like, it fell flat because they got lost in the shuffle of everyone's, down, you know, into Disney+. Plus. Yeah. Right. Um, I mean, but this trailer looks. It looks great. So good. I'm, I can't wait. May 22nd, 2020. Cool. Um, this next one, A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. Uh, this is directed Oscar, by, baby. yeah, right. Give it Mar- to him. Just give it to him. Mario Heller, to him. Tom, uh, t- starring Tom, Tom Hanks, Matthew Reese, and Chris Cooper. This is based on the real life, uh, friendship between Fred Rogers and journalist Tom Junod. Um, this is coming out actually really soon. Uh, it's probably already out by the time you might be listening to this. Maybe, um, November 22nd. I, I can't wait. I love crying, you guys. I love crying you, in movies. Can, can we talk about that real mm. quick? I think it's one of those things where it, it's like a release in a way. Um, it's it, not to get too weird about it, but it's like you know you've you've got you get to experience those emotions without the actual reality of having to deal with them in well, a way. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like I went and I went and saw Coco, and then coming out of Coco, like have you you both seen Coco? Yeah. Right, you've never seen Coco. I've never seen it. Well, it's not a spoiler, but after leaving the theater for Coco, I immediately called my mom. I called my grandma. I called, you know, and I was like, I was just like, I had to talk to them and tell them I love them and all this stuff. My wife was broken after Coco. Like every time we, like, I love the music from it. Yeah, we watched it, and I I had a a little reaction to it, but like. Um, I think it's because she can really resonate with Coco's character and what he goes through. Yeah. Um, And 
yeah, she was like, every time I listened to music, she would just start crying. It yeah. was ridiculous. I but, love it. But I, I like, I personally, like, I find what makes me cry or tear up is something that's just in the moment, a very mm-hmm. raw thing. And you, you are kind of experiencing it based on the emotions you, you might've experienced and seen a character get to a certain point and then experience that. Yeah. But it's interesting that, that I guess I also, I guess I also, if a movie does a good enough job, um, making me almost feel like I, like I can be in that situation, then it, it's, I'm going to cry. Yeah, no, I, I think it's interesting that you, you, you always, you always talk about how much you, you look forward to crying. Yeah. In the movie. Um, but, so but a beautiful day. In the, I mean, this was a TIFF darling. Um, yes. I, ca- I can't wait. I mean, Tom, Tom Hanks just, I recently watched master. within the last three or four months, um, a documentary on Mr. Rogers. Oh yeah. The man. I and have that queued up. I haven't seen it yet. Really, really good stuff. Really yeah. fascinating. He, he truly is just a remarkable human being. And then yeah. the, the things he was trying to do through the, the medium of television mm-hmm. is, was revolutionary. And you see in the trailer here, this is a movie perfect for our time. And, you know, I think he would be a perfect person for this time yeah, just in what he yeah. tried to do and what he would mm-hmm. try and do in this day and age of, of everything that we're, you know, going through as a as a culture and a society. But yeah. this one just looks absolutely amazing, you know. But I think the general consensus is, is that, you know, Mr. Rogers was a person who kind of believed in what he was doing and like being a good person in your neighborhood and just how to be a, a good person. And he brought that to television, and I think it's very fitting. They say, you know, now would be a great time to have a little Mister Rogers in, in, yeah. in everyone's life. Well, right? and and Mister Rogers was for so many people a part of their lives. He right. really was a family member for yeah. them. Did you guys? Did you I guys was a mis- with- I'm a Mister Dress Up guy. Yes, well, I'm a Mister Dress Up. Mister Dress Up is the it's Canadian, Canadian equivalent. Yeah. Right? I, did you I know was- it actually came out a year? They the first Mister Dress Up was actually a year before Mister Rogers. Oh, really? So Mister Rogers is just a bloody controversy. It's a, he's a ripoff. Maybe we need to make that documentary. Two very different shows, very, <laughs> very different, different goals. Yeah. Um, yeah. Very similar in that Ernie Combs was a part of my life, and yeah. I liked to draw as a kid because he drew, and I right. always loved that yeah. about it. So cool. Mister Rogers is almost like that family member for so many kids growing up. Tom Hanks is, you know, the yeah. joke is, you know, he's America's granddad or he's whatever, right? <laughs> right. He's, yeah, 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 yeah. So he's like, there's not a better sort of merging of of two people who are probably very similar in how amazing and beloved they are, and they seem like the genuine people that you sort of get the impression of through your TV or movies. Yeah. They are that person in real life, so. Yeah, I also love that I've I've reached an age in terms of my ability to appreciate movies where I can watch a movie that I know my parents are going to absolutely adore, and we can kind of be on that same level. Because you know, I can go in and I can watch Star Wars, and my dad can appreciate that, but I can't really talk to my mom about that. So it'll be cool to kind of have something that maybe we can all go see as a family. Yes. Yeah. Speaking yes. of family, um, this next trailer, Servant. Oh my goodness, man! Right. Movie. Uh, it looks good. It's, it looks, well, it's I was a, actually so it's actually a, a series. I'm sorry, it's a series. Yeah, this is a series on Apple TV Plus. Oh, see, it, it, they keep doing that to me. <laughs> I, I'm not getting that impression from a lot you of their trailers. Yeah. It felt I like a movie. I didn't yeah. get that impression. And maybe either. M Night Shyamalan, just, you just instantly mm-hmm. go to, oh, here's another Shyamalan oh, did they, movie. Did they say like a series? Uh, yeah, in it's a trailer? series on 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 Apple TV. But did they say it in the trailer? I, mm, I they've said it in the previous trailer, like a new series from M Night Shyamalan. Remember that oh, we we actually talked about this on a previous podcast yeah. where we just saw a baby. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, uh, this is directed by or created by Tony Baskalop and M. Night Shyamalan, starring Lauren Ambrose, Neil Tigerfree and Rupert Grint. 
good old Ron Weasley. I know. Uh, coming at you. Something. Uh, good to see. Yeah, something, you know, f- uh, from a lab. Where was the last thing he was in? Harry Potter. I, Harry, really? No, no, no. No, he's, he's been in other things. Yeah, in other things. Um, this is, uh, for those who, d- who don't know, a young troubled couple replaces their newborn baby with a lifelike doll after their child dies from health complications. So is that what the actual synopsis is? That's Because I'm sorry, the, the reveal of that element in that trailer was like, the heck just happened right? here, man. When he picks up the doll upside down or the, Ooh, the baby. That was great. And you, you, for, for a moment, you're like, is he abusing that? baby right now right and then you start to slowly realize and i i love i love that they yeah it's just so creepy i like seeing Shyamalan. this this is a good Shyamalan. like yeah. there's good Shyamalan and there's bad Shyamalan. and from what i can tell from this trailer this is a good Shyamalan. um and uh and i think um the the main uh guy in it i don't i can't remember what is his name uh toby kebble uh, who well, he was from? Uh, oh yeah, he's Doctor Doom in the failed Fantastic Four oh, movie. No, shoot, <laughs> he's a great actor though. He is no, a great he, actor because I I remember seeing him in an episode of Black Mirror. Yes, he's he in is. the yeah. he's in the first season of Black Mirror, yeah. mm-hmm. and he's in a phenomenal episode of Black Mirror, and he's he's really good. Yeah. And it's cool to see some of these these because you know you see someone on a BBC you know show because it was at the time right, and and you kind of think like. When am I ever going to see that guy again? So seeing him pop up in the series, I was like, I'm, I'm delightfully surprised by that. Well, like it, it makes me believe that this production is a British production. Oh yeah, so, well Rupert Grant, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, this this hooked me. What stood out to me is kind of the aesthetic of how everything is shot. Everything is just super bright and and, like, and also lit. really close. Like yeah. a lot of close-ups. Yeah, there's a lot of those like sort of very tight shots on things. Uncomfortable. Yeah. It was so uncomfortable. Like it feels like we've watched a lot of horror trailers in the last few weeks and, yeah. and months or whatever. Well, just yeah, because and whatnot. now that Halloween's done, that's when all the horror movies come out. Which is so weird. Um, but No, that's when all the trailers for horror movies come Right, right, right. And then 2020 February. Yeah, and exactly. they all and they all seem scary to me because I don't like things like jump scares right. and yeah. that sort of thing. Right. I hate jump scares. I hate yeah. them, I hate them, I hate them. But this is creepy and scary in a whole yeah. different kind it's of like way. It's like a slow burn yeah. scare. Like I was just, I felt uncomfortable and I was afraid of what they were going to reveal next as each shot went on yeah. and we saw more of what this thing was going to be about. It let's, was, let's I, lo- I loved how I it might, just. I might give this one a yeah, shot. Yeah, I, I loved how it just kind of transitioned in the trailer where it just, I kind of felt like it was going through like a, getting to like a more demon-esque kind of like narrative. And then when he picks up the baby. And then you start kind of learning all those details. It's yeah. like, oh wait, this is actually like a psychological thing. Yeah. Yeah. This is yeah, this is really it, twisted. It's maybe and, yeah. not yeah, your 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 yeah. magical, mystical sort of demon horror possession ghost story. Right. This is maybe real people in a real setting. It was just it surprised me at how bright it was because in comparison to other horror trailers that we've right. seen, where everything is very dark and stuff, you can't like really that. see too much. Yeah, like everything is just lit so well. Like the kitchen looked, but, but see that's that's the like, point, right? No, it's, in this it's a perfect house. Yes, in this perfect exactly. world. There is something far no, far so, more terrible and seedy going and on. And that's right? what I, that's what actually intrigued me at first. I was like, this is kind of weird. But then as you start to see that it's in this house and it's this idea of a perfect family. Yeah. It's all of a sudden it just made sense as to why it had to look that way. Yeah. So I'm I think just, I'm interested in that. I'm, I'm hoping that with, uh, I'm not sure who Tony Baskalop is, uh, but I just hope that it, it's because M night, you know, again, he's very hit or miss. Right. So I'm, but hoping, I'm hoping he's with him a, working with someone. That yeah. Maybe that's what I mean. Yeah. Right. Maybe, yeah. maybe it won't, 
disappoint. Yeah, um, like, as a collaboration, right? Yeah, like it won't disappoint. So we we have uh, we don't have long November twenty eighth uh, to, to start watching that. So that's coming out soon. Yeah, so, does that mean morning show is going to be finishing? Uh, no, or like something's got. I think be all of them. I think all of them have like eight episode runs, right? So yeah. so they're kind of overlap. This is ten episodes. Okay, and you're going to get a three ep- episode drop on right. the first day, oh, and then weekly after that. Amazing. It looks like. Oh, yeah. that's Let's fantastic. Go. Uh, but for before we kind of move on from trailers, there's one more um, that is uh, it was called The Way Back, and it's starring Ben Affleck. Um, guys, what did you guys think about The Way Back? This is like the it looks like the real life story of Ben yeah. Affleck and his problems with alcohol. <laughs> well, so, that he's like, it seemed to mirror a lot of what he's oh, going through in yeah. real life. Like really? no, but I think that's why this is creating such a buzz right now. Yeah, is because he is um, he is basically telling his story but through another story okay um, it's everyone, like his it's, true life problem with booze yeah. meets coach carter yeah, or something exactly you know? because it's, it's not news that he had a bout with alcoholism and he went into some deep deep problems like i think so he lost do you his, think he's no longer with uh jennifer garner yeah i believe they've separated yeah but he's she's still like very like supportive yeah she, she was really driving him to him. rehab and yeah he, yeah a former hs basketball phenom struggling with alcoholism is offered uh, a coaching job as at his alma mater as the team starts to win he may have a reason to confront his old demons but will it be enough to set him on the road to redemption i i just thought and the music in this trailer was was really yeah. well picked yeah. um it just sort of it it just looked yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm a huge excited fan. to see this. I'm a huge fan of uh, Gavin O'Connor. Yeah. Um, he did Warrior. Uh, oh, okay. With, yeah, Warrior uh, is so good yeah, and underappreciated. It's, yeah, mm-hmm. and of, of the fighter movies, mm-hmm. <laughs> have you seen Warrior? No, I haven't, I haven't seen it. <laughs> <laughs> he no. shook his head like he did. <laughs> uh, my brother's a big MMA fan, yeah. so I went and took like a 14-year-old kid who likes movies about superheroes to this very serious, serious adult yeah. MMA, and he loved it's it. Good. It is so and, and good. In, in that year, you had the fighter and the warrior, and I said the warrior was the better. I movie. liked Warrior better. I did. And I, mean, I that was it, like it one of my first introductions to Tom Hardy. Yeah, you know, or, or it, it, it's still yeah. early on yes, enough in, in his career, and then um, Joel Egerton, I believe, yes, is the other. Egerton. Yeah, they yeah. were they were a great brother but duo. So what intrigues me is that you know Gavin O'Connor did the accountant with uh, Ben Affleck. I can see Gavin going out to Ben and saying, listen, like, I know you're going through a lot and I'm actually telling a story about a person that went through a lot of this. This might be an opportunity for you to, to, kind ex- of, to, to, to work to, on to, some of those things. Exactly. Them and, and get yourself out of what you're doing. Like almost like a, a way for him to get himself back. It looks good. It looks, it looks really good. And I'm a fan of what Gavin can do and the sort of real stories he can tell. Yeah. I think it will yeah. be, you know, a, a, maybe a heartfelt sort of movie, but without that, it's not like a cheesy B level sports movie, which yeah. don't get me wrong. I love those. Right. Like, but that coach was, Carter's a really good, a good it, example. It's a good one, but it's still not an no. A caliber. It's not a yeah. film. It's still a movie. It's yeah. about, you know, that, this one, Seems like it's going to be a real movie that happens to feature basketball. Yeah. Yeah. And if he can film basketball in the way that he filmed, you know, MMA fighting in a real gritty way, that's that's I like Ben Affleck. Yeah. Of course. I like Ben Affleck too. I I don't. I think he gets a lot of, he gets a lot of crap. A lot of that seems unfair. Yeah. And I mean, he, he did one really stinker of a movie. Right. You know, well, he, which one? Daredevil. 
Yeah, or yeah. Well, or or he when he was Batman. Yeah, yeah. Well, I know, but that one, that one, people actually liked his performance in that. If anything, true, his right? performance. Yeah. Okay. yeah, yeah. As yeah. Bruce I mean, Wayne. I mean, the yeah. Daredevil movie haunted I, him for years. He was sure. a joke for a couple of years. Yeah, that's true. Of that that, that, you know? that definitely um, that hurt him more than uh, Justice League. But he's still big, eh? He's, like, he's is it built. Batman muscle? Yeah, or is, he, is it, is it from... alcohol bloat? Well, probably or is a it bit a of combo both. of both. both. But he, he he used to be a really lean, see... skinny guy. And but now did you, he's, you ever he's see a... The Town? With... No, no, no. I've never seen it. Have you yeah. seen The Town? With Jeremy Renner. Yeah, 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 it, yeah. Great movie. I absolutely recommend it. He directed it and he, he, he starred in it. Did a fantastic job. He was ripped. He was ripped for that. And I think he just kind of steadily kind of did it. And then when Batman came around. Oh, yeah. He like, put on like damped. 40 or 50 pounds yeah, of muscle he, for I that. Think, I think his image that he wanted to go for was more of the Frank Miller Batman where he's like really. Mm-hmm. Like the thick husky. Batman. Yeah, yeah. The thick one. Cool. So, but I'm excited to see it. I hope it works out well for him. Yes. Um, it would be nice if that And I think well. there, is a personal, there is a personal thing to this and, I, and I, I'm okay with it. But yeah, you want something like this to do well for a guy who's struggling. Exactly. We'll get to see that March 6, 2020. Nice. Cool. All right, well, that is it for trailer time. Let's move into our topic of the show, Total Recast. With the freaky news that James Dean is being digitally recreated to star in a new movie, uh, Justin, you had mentioned that you thought casting James Franco as James Dean uh, would have been a much better idea. Well, that that's already that was done in two thousand and one. Oh, was it? Yeah. So oh. he played him in in the autobiography uh, piece about James Dean. Okay. That's how he kind of got started because he just looked so much like yeah. James Dean. Well, so. that got me hankering for another uh, total recast. Mm-hmm. Um, so. You know, for our listeners who don't know, Total Recast is where we take a random movie or TV show and pitch a recasting for a different time. Uh, so this can include a new director as well as main cast and even shooting locations. And we can even slightly alter the plot a little bit. Um, and for this episode, um, kind of playing off the, the James D, like the old school sort of thing, I would love to recast I Love Lucy. Now, for those who aren't familiar with I Love Lucy... Uh, it is uh, kind of an older show before any of our times. Um, yeah, I mean, Kevin's old, but not that old. <laughs> uh, and so this uh, this show ran from 1951 to 1957. Uh, it was an immensely popular show starring Lucille Ball, um, Desi Arnaz, as well as uh, Vivian Vance and William Frawley. And those are the characters that we are going to be um, reimagining, recasting. Um, Lucy Ricardo, Ricky Ricardo, Ethel Mertz, and Fred Mertz. I am super stoked. As a fan of the show, I have watched many episodes of I Love Lucy. Um, so I am super stoked to hear what you guys have for us. Oh, are we doing this? Bring I, down the house. You, you seem you seem super super yeah super stoked. I, I really about, want to hear what you have about to what say. you got for Lucy herself. Lucy. Sorry, yeah. I'm thinking. Oh, jeez, now I can't even remember her name. It's okay. Zoe Deschanel. Oh wow. Oh, wow. Oh, yes. I think she'd be perfect. Jeez. So we're we're recasting. Sorry, we should have mentioned for today. Yes. Yeah. Okay, cool. Amazing. Zoe Deschanel. Oh, she's got that like. 
that that spirit in her that that vibe that that sort of um gets into no you know gets into right? trouble curious yeah. wonderment and yeah while also being sweet i think she'd be incredible yeah uh, nailed then, it dude yeah i think that i think that would be unbelievable and then for uh the Ricky character, yeah. Uh, I didn't want to just have to pigeonhole myself into you know sort of a Latino character or whatnot. Yep. Uh, I decided on Randall Park. Uh, uh, who wow, interesting. Uh, I believe it's Randall Park from. He's been in Ant Man and the Wasp. Is this the same Randall Park we're talking about? Oh yeah, that's the one. Yeah, and he's been in like the Spider Man video game and and wow, and he's also uh, always be my maybe. Yeah. Um, main character. That, yes. Wow, that's a very I I, I think like that work a lot. Really well together, yeah. you know, where he's he he'd be sort of oh sure. Lucy, sure, yeah. That. And you could you could take um you could take that the again I think I think the Latino vibe was very much heavy in Ricky Ricard in Desi Arnaz's life and obviously right. So you could take that and almost approach it from an Asian standpoint exactly. and bring in that those cultural references exactly. That's so cool. And then for the friends, the neighbors and landlords, I believe yeah, they uh, were Fred, Fred and, and Ethel. Ethel. Um, I'm thinking um, Christina Applegate, and really um, interesting. And huh. I believe his name is that is so good. Dean Apple. Norris and Dean Norris. Okay, Breaking bad. Uh, the brother. Oh, there. So he would be the Fred character. Oh. I mean, honestly, 100, it would be Louis C.K. But I know you can't touch that one with a. Right? Yeah. Um, yeah. So he's maybe, too busy touching maybe, himself. Maybe in like twenty years, <laughs> right? Um, but so no, I thought the, you know he'd be that sort yeah. of you know yeah. cantankerous, you know, angry guy. And sure. Interesting, would... and I guess you could also play off the concept of the age difference there. Yes. So you could you could introduce that concept of modern day. Uh, relationships where yeah there are younger women marrying to so, older guys so follow-up question I mean, christina is probably 50 do you think so? she uh joseph is 56 and christina is she's born in 71 yeah so she's uh, uh 49 49, 49. okay yeah, yeah, yeah i guess that, i guess that works yeah. they i guess sorry just looking at dean norris it just looks a lot sure, older sure. right but as far as fitting the mold of the fred character i mean yeah you got it you got it you have a follow-up question. Full follow-up is how how do you see this movie? What what kind of a movie and do you is see? It is it a movie, movie or, or a show? I so, picture it as a, that's it, a series. Okay, yeah, a okay. Series. Yeah. And okay, this cool. is a streaming and, series, or is this uh, oh, where are we hit? Where are we putting this? Uh, Disney geez. Plus is going to release it. I think you can almost go straight network sitcom. Cool. Um, and yeah, I think it follows misadventures. You know, Lucy is trying to find a job, perhaps, or cool. you know that sort of idea with her older companion in Christina Applegate, you know, and they're just getting into a series of misadventures. So I think I it'd like be it. a blast. Very with cool. the two guys just shaking their head going, what are these crazy girls going to do next? <laughs> I, think it'd be a, I think it'd be a blast. Cool. We'll, but we'll call it I Love Zoe. Oh, you boom. Know? Oh. So you're doing like almost like a remix of it then. Or would it get yeah. kind of like... Yeah, a recast. Yeah, a recast. Totally but it would, recast. So she wouldn't, oh, be recast. Called, she wouldn't be called Lucy? <laughs> I, I almost like it. Calling I it, Love Zoe. Uh, yeah, that's yeah. interesting. Yeah, we're bringing it's like it back. A, it's like it's like a it's a loose sort of adaptation of it, sure. right? Yeah, and it and and all the characters. Oh, that's yeah, interesting. Yeah, yeah. I like it. I like it. I like it. Terrible. Uh, cool. No, yeah, Justin. Um, no, you go ahead. You sure? Yeah. You want to end? All right. Nobody's Let's... nobody's beating me, anyways. No, probably not. Probably the, the, not. The we already. We shouldn't have started with you. What are we? What were we doing? Uh, this series is going to be in the future, uh, like our future. Netflix is still going to be around. They're not going to go away. And uh, I was thinking for this show, it's going to be directed by Judd Apatow. 
Cool. And it's going to star Sofia Vergara as Lucy. So taking that Latin vibe, flipping it around, and now she is uh, is is Lucy. And um, and I, I just kind of thought she does have that. She has that ability to kind of get into trouble. I mean, her, definitely her character on Modern Family it kind of falls within that same vibe of spending money and, and, you know, doesn't have the money to actually spend the money she has and, and, and wants to go out and be fashionable and all this stuff. Um, and for Ricky, I thought, well, if we're going to, if we're going to have Sofia Vergara take over that, the Latin side of things, um, Ricky, we're going to set back to uh, like a, an American uh, actor, Will Arnett. Nice. Is going to be Ricky. I thought just kind of he. I like those two together. They right. I think they'd have a really cool dynamic. Kind of interesting. Yeah. And 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 I think they. I think uh, Will Arnett has the ability to to uh, still be caring and and kind hearted, but still have those frustrations. Because Ricky, the character, you know, he's always frustrated with Lucy, and you know, what have you gotten us into? And he can get mad, right? Um, but I think I think Will Arnett would maybe uh, be able to take it to a place where it's still that he's still upset. He's still angry, but it's kind of like that subdued modern husband <laughs> sort of idea. Right. Um, it's and then, an illusion. Lucy. Yes. So for Fred, I have Seth Rogen coming in <laughs> as our Fred character. That's a good cast. Um, yeah. And he's going to come in and, and uh, he's, he's going to be a, a little bit more nerdy. You'll see why when I talk about the plot for a couple seconds. Um, and then for Ethel, we've got Melissa McCarthy coming in as Ethel. Now them now together. Now tuning out. You're tuning out. You're done. No <laughs> Melissa McCarthy for, for you. Actually, I didn't mind her in the last uh, Judd Apatow thing she was in. So right. That's fine. I think, and I, I tried, got, tried to, I tried to pick like some cast that would like sort of flow with his directing style. Um, so modern times, San Francisco, where Lucy is plotting to come up with a get rich quick scheme by developing a new dating app with extremely lofty promises of 100% accuracy. She quickly receives funding on like a Kickstarter like <laughs> website uh, with the intention, with no real intention to actually make the app. Uh, when she discovers that she actually is going to get in a ton of trouble after reading their, their guidelines as pointed out by her friend, Ethel, um, uh, she quickly discovers that she actually needs to make this app a reality. And so she enlists the help of her two best friends Ethel and Fred. And uh, Fred is a coder uh, in Silicon Valley, currently working for Huli. And so we'll bring over some, uh, I don't know if you've seen the Silicon Valley show, yes. right? So we bring over, we kind of do a little bit of world crossing here. Okay, okay. I think we can get away with it. Um, and Ethel, um, who is an outdated, retired motivational speaker, which I think the Melissa McCarthy wearing like a suit, jacket and, and outfit, walking out in front of a crowd, I think that kind of fits her 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 vibe. Yeah, this um, is this is actually a, a really wicked plot. Yeah. Synopsis here. I like that. Not that. Right? Not even just for this project. I just mean just it. in general yeah. as a plot synopsis. That's a great story, man. Right? <laughs> Super cool. I can stuff. see that as a two hour Judd Apatow movie. Yeah. And I think I think that's that's kind of where I was looking at it when I was developing when I was originally plotting the series uh, or the cast, I was thinking of a series, but but looking at it as at the the plot that I sort of wrote, I think it would work for a, a maybe a either a one or two season series or a movie, right? Um, and then all of this without Ricky, without them letting Ricky find out that Lucy has sold all their assets uh, in, to help in funding the app. In the end, it's a story about relationships and understanding each other. And the app and the show is called I Love Lucy. 
with a lowercase i, cool. capital L, nice. UV, Lucy. That's brilliant. Not bad, right? Not bad. Not bad. Not bad. I'm in. Come I'm on. I'm in. Let's go. <laughs> I'd watch <sweet>. that. <laughs> awesome. Well, if you're using Silicon Valley stuff, then isn't it Mike Judd? You, you would... Is that Mike Judge? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you I have to you see could... if you have to blend some universes. Sure, together. absolutely. I, I think Apatow, I think Apatow for the, might the couple better, thing. That's that's sort of right. his. because yeah. you, you can still his... make it. You can still do comedy, but you and you can still make it silly. Yeah, uh, but you, that's an interesting take, though. You that. you yeah. age it up to current day yeah. and make it a little more heart heartfelt. Yeah, that's Justin, cool. Yeah, okay. Well, I did a I did a, a different take than you guys. Yeah, um, I chose. Um, so maybe I'll start with my director. Yeah, let's hear. Okay, so I started with uh, Damien Chazelle. Okay, who uh, I'm trying to remember. Who La La is. Land, Whiplash. Jeez, you're going uh, serious. So yeah, I actually am. So I was gonna go with a. I'll give you my plot. Sorry, Damien Chazelle is. Yep. Playing who? No, he's, he's the, the director. director. Oh, the director. Oh, he's an American French director. Yeah. He's done First Man, La La, yeah, La La Land, Cloverfield Lane. Yeah. Really? I'm interested to see where this goes. Okay. okay. So, okay. So, yeah. Take us on a journey. It's called I Love Depression. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think, yeah. I think, uh, so if you look at something like La La Land, mm -hmm. he has a great appreciation for Hollywood. So the yeah. story would uh, kind of focus on a semi biopic about the cast and their relationships as they set the foundation for the American sitcom. And the American Dream. <laughs> not that. Not brilliant. Not, not brilliant. Yeah. Hey, who are we casting? Who are we putting in okay, um, Issa Fisher and Sasha Baron Cohen. As... Oh, wow. oh, I'd like hold on, hold on. That's a cool. Nobody did that where you yeah. took a real life couple. Yeah, for did. sure. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, yeah. That's a cool spin. <laughs> who are we? Uh, I'm not as familiar. I'm, I know Sasha Baron Cohen. Uh, Isla oh, really? They're yeah. together? Yes. Yeah. Good for, so that's a good cool, for him. That's a good <laughs> show. They did all right. Eh? Yeah, not bad, dude. That's and that's cool. And then falling in line with the red hair. Yeah, yeah. So and and the idea and too the, the foreign the foreign uh, uh, husband. Yeah, and I think it the all kind of works. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow. So you would see a semi biopic kind of piece where it's like how they play these characters, and you know, I, I think there would have to obviously be some research into what it was like. Yeah. But I think there's an interesting and compelling story to talk about the fact that they are setting up the foundation of what the typical household family is through these sitcoms and like in funny quirks and stuff like that yeah they're you know and they're talking about the dream and you know where where life is at that time and it could be really interesting so um isa fisher as obviously lucy yep sasha Baron Cohen as uh Ricky. and then your fred and ethel where they're what are, who are they so i was be? thinking kate mckinnon okay as, for, as ethel as ethel yeah and um paul giamatti Oh, oh, wow! As, I like that. Okay. <laughs> okay. I'm glad you guys like it. I thought I was going to be totally, no. totally. Out. No, Paul Giamatti fits that role so yeah. well, and yeah. I think he would bring. Like, I think there's, there's. Fred was always like kind of like serious, he's one, a, right? He's a curmudgeon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and 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 uh, he was also much older. He always appeared much older than. Than Ethel. Than Ethel. You're right. Um, so I think there was, you know, I think there'd be an interesting, I think he'd be able to really ham it up. But then, you know, I would be interested to see who that character was outside of that and yeah. like, you know, what he was like. Oh, man. Um, I want to watch this so bad now. <laughs> and like Paul Giamatti, though, like, especially with the acting prowess that he brings. Yeah. Because I love him in his serious style, like in yeah. his, his roles, right? I mean, maybe not so much Spider Man, but like, but like his serious roles, right? Because he, I think he can, you're right. I think he could. He could have those moments where 
you know, he wraps his arms around Ethel and they're, they're really upset about something and he, he can say something and it's, and it's warm and heartfelt. And um, I think that's a great, and I think, I think idea. what's really great about the, the cast as well, because I was sitting on Paul Giamatti. If you Giamatti. Do say so yourself. If well, I, I just so mean like, if you, yeah. if I do say so myself, oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think what's really cool about it is, is they all play in both worlds. Mm-hmm. Um, especially Sasha Baron Cohen. Have you guys heard about that show, Spy? I really want to watch it. I haven't watched it, but no. I've, I've, it, he he plays a more serious role. Cool. Um, who's putting on a character? So they've they've leveraged this idea of who he is yeah. as in the acting world, and they've brought him into this more serious role. Oh, that's awesome! Um, so so I think he's pulling a Bill Hader there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, you know, and and I think it's it's kind of uh, it's a Netflix show, so. Uh, it's definitely accessible, but cool. um, I think it's cool. I think it, that 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 would be an interesting story Three to tell. Completely different takes. That was awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, that's that's very cool. Very cool. Yeah. Excellent. I mean, I can't. I don't think I can pick one. I think uh, I think the Zoe Deschanel as a as a series, I would definitely go for. Uh, I think that would be probably. Yeah, I think that would fall in line with the light quirkiness uh, aspect of it. And well, I like that you guys you, know. you guys tried to reimagine the story as well, right? Yeah. Like what I liked about both of yours was that it was a reimagination of it, switching up uh, cultures even in, in mm-hmm. some aspects, which is very, very clever for today. Adapting it for modern times, mm-hmm. you know. I think those all of those are, you know, I don't think there's a winner out of this. It's all just what we yeah. how we how we kind of brought. I think, yeah. I think I think it's awesome yeah. how radically different each yeah. of the three approaches were. Yeah. So, Although yeah. now I want to take your idea of the real life couple, steal Will Arnett, yeah. and do it with Amy Poehler. Oh wow! Ooh, oh wow! But okay. they they're not together anymore. Oh, uh, cancelled. Cancelled. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. It's it's on. Uh, yeah. No, they won't be bringing that to uh, Disney Plus or whatever. Um, cool. Well, guys, that is it for Total Recast. Uh, that was awesome. Uh, let's move right into Watch Club. All right, so this is Watch Club. Um, Usually in Watch Club, we find a movie or TV show that is easy to access and maybe not that popular. Um, And then we kind of have everyone watch it and then have you tune in. Um, But guys, let's be real. It's all about The Mandalorian. Um, So going forward, uh, as we mentioned in our previous episode, um, Watch Club is just going to be dedicated to uh, Mando in review. Uh, We're just going to focus on The Mandalorian. And for this Watch Club... We watched episode two, The Child. Uh, so, guys, uh, initial impressions, without going into spoilers just yet, initial impressions of episode two of The Mandalorian. That's certainly a perfect title because that, that really was the focus of it. Yeah. Um, and oh, the, the cutest focus in the world. Yeah. Oh, it's almost distracting how adorable this I'm thing like, is. I'm like, when can I own one? Yeah. You know, <laughs> Disney. Can you make it available at Galaxy's Edge in January? You know, Please. you know it's going to be there. I'll buy one. Yeah. I'm going to buy two. Wow, I need all that's of them. Interesting. Um, no, I like. It'll I, be like servant. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, 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 that's oh, so. You guys creepy. show up at my house, and I'm just like taking, like nursing. <laughs> no, it's just following you around in your own hover pod. Oh, I said, I said we should do it with my nephew. Yeah, and put him in a pod, oh. and then just. It would be on wheels. And There's your next cosplay. Push it, right? Hundred like, percent. Very cool. It'd be cool to see it. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm interested. Obviously, I'm, I'm hooked. I thought the mm-hmm. episode was slow. 
Yeah. Um, there were some cool parts. Oh, my gosh. I thought it was the complete opposite. Mm-hmm. I thought you moved from one piece to the next to the next event while also building this sort of really cool relationship. I didn't, I didn't think – so I I don't know necessarily whether the – for me, the pace was slow or fast. I did think it was much less clunky. It was less – sure. it was less McClunky. It was, it was very <laughs> less – it was less McClunky. Yeah. Right? And I feel like it was the first half of episode one. Episode, episode one, one of was, The Mandalorian, of not episode, episode – Yeah, sorry. When sorry. we're talking Star Wars, like, yes, <laughs> you should probably be specified. Because in um, Jedi, and it's like <laughs> The Last Jedi, The Return of the Jedi. In um, the first episode yeah. of – the Mandalorian, um, the first half of that felt very much what episode two was. Yeah. Uh, last week I was saying how it felt like it was two two parts. You know, mm-hmm. we had that serious cowboy western style yeah. with like this kind of more personal comedic side mashed together in one episode. This was all cowboy and very samurai-esque at the same well, time. Well, it's interesting you say that um, because a lot of people are thinking that this this was directed by Rick uh, Fami, Fam, sorry, Famuyiwa, um, which you hear that name and you're like, oh, a Japanese fellow. Um, no, he's Nigerian. Uh, but um, he, a lot of people are, apparently he, he was talking about the fact that this might be inspired by um, a, a series, a 1970s manga and anime series, Lone Wolf and Cub. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And it's, it, yeah, like I would looked up a few, um, you know, Images from that on Google Images. It's so funny, and that you, you can said totally that. see that. You're so funny that you said that uh, his name reminds yeah. you of a Japanese person. And yeah. the inspiration for this story is coming from a manga, but yeah. he's from Nigeria. Are you sure he's not somewhat Japanese? I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think so. From what I saw, no. No, I, I know. I know the director. I, I think it's. Um, I think it's cool though how Fabro has really brought in a variety of directors to yeah. take on each one. Like you know. Taika Waititi's episode when he when you see his that he directs it's gonna be it's gonna weird be it'll probably weird. be a quirk a little bit more quirky yeah and there might be some more jokes right you know? yeah absolutely and then what will uh, Bryce Dallas Howard bring in episode right. four it, it's I gonna think be she's just, doing it's oh, all about dads okay. yeah because <laughs> number because n- this week is Filoni again I think I think we go yes. back to Filoni, Filoni I think did three from what I right. heard because he did the first one and then he'll do the third and then it'll be mm. Bryce Dallas so it's kind of neat that they're getting all of these different you yeah. know yeah and if every episode is kind of a little bit different in their in the own director's well, sort of style i don't know what it was but this episode made me appreciate the cinematography yeah. so much yeah. like the beauty and scale of these shots like um the one at the beginning of him walking on the horizon with yes. the baby yoda like floating by i was just like oh like get me a wallpaper of no, this yeah and that's that's it like you know? the, the aesthetic and the way things were kind of framed up felt very cowboy western yes the right? first shot of the the sand crawler like just how huge it is yes yeah. Oh it, like it doesn't gosh. feel like a TV show no, in those moments. No. It's yeah. really so. I'll take a, f- a shorter episode. Like this one was only thirty-one minutes, and yeah. people were upset that the first one was thirty-eight. Now we're already down to a thirty-one-minute episode. But if it means in those thirty-one minutes they can cram this much quality and this sort of aesthetic and and the, the scale of everything, then I will this take was, that. You know, this episode felt very universe building, like building out. Obviously, it's a big universe of Star Wars, but a lot of it hasn't been explored. Yeah. And in this show, they're definitely going to be exploring that. Um, but it felt very much like that. I, I'm, I think for myself, I'm, I'm just trying to find that compass of being able to navigate through a Star Wars show and not expect it as like one full serving of a movie. Yeah. Um, so I think it's a new experience for me personally. So yeah, I mean, if each not... episode is kind mm-hmm. of is is in its own right, like almost like its own mini movie. But isn't that the dream? No, I, I, it is. It, it That is the dream, right? I, I, we I have a Star Wars show and it's I know, good. And, yeah. Even like as I watched episode two, I'm thinking, God, I can't wait for Obi-Wan. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah What's that going to be like? Well, um, I mean, in terms of Star Wars TV, if you're not, if you haven't watched the Clone Wars or the Re- or Rebels, like, yeah, you might not be used to these, but it, it is, it is. Um, yeah, but it's, it's, it's a different scale, right? Like we're talking yes. animated well, into like live And this is so, like $400,000 a minute. The show yeah. is costing Dude, them. Right. It's yeah. like $20 million an episode. Yeah. Well, let's let, you know, um, spoilers, I guess, at this point, if we mention anything. Um, but, um, it, you know, it was kind of cool to see the the sandcrawler scene uh, where he's climbing up the sandcrawler. Um, there's that might be an Easter egg. I don't know if you remember, Justin, when we were on the plane to Chicago, I was playing the on a, on a little handheld that I have the SNES version of uh, Star Wars. And uh, there's a scene where you have to actually climb up a a uh, sand crawler and i was like i remember watching that scene in this episode and thinking like that's that's from the the super nintendo game like that's awesome that they they're pulling in these like crazy references and crazy easter eggs it's really neat i honestly think there's going to be a christmas special episode Ooh, oh yeah kind of leading into would would that be the taika waititi episode <laughs> there you go right there you go <laughs> i um, honestly i honestly think they mentioned life day on purpose uh, well I don't think. I, it's don't I think that was just a fun but little I, joke. I, I, right? I don't think. Right. Not maybe not right. in the Mandalorian. I just think but... the whole point of this is is for fans of the show to be able to sneak in little Easter eggs in their writing and in yeah. their visual style wherever they want. Yeah. Well, Favreau wrote it all. Yeah, I know. Yeah. So like he's like... he's definitely a fan of Star Wars, clearly, and yeah. like I think it's fun for him to just get to make a Life Day reference, yeah, and that's absolutely. that's it. That's all you need to yeah, do. Yeah. He's not going to push too hard. But so Disney. come on, bring back the Christmas special. You know. Uh, so, Kevin, um, top. Uh, let's go with top two moments from this episode for you, and Ooh. maybe one moment that really didn't work. Can Kevin and I share a moment? Oh, you guys want to? Oh, let's share, a, share moment. a moment. Okay. You guys are always sharing moments. Yeah. So cute. So cute. Um, the Indiana Jones scene. Oh my goodness! Yes, where he's like, as the 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 job. What, what's it called again? What's the, the sand, sand crawler? crawler yeah. As it's getting closer and closer and closer to the edge of the cliff, oh, yeah. and he has to swing up and 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 just narrowly. That was avoid. literally from like even I watched it again with my brother in law, and he was yeah. like, "Didn't isn't that from Indiana Jones?" And I'm yeah. like, yeah. "You know, it it looked exactly. It was like right the out scene. of Last Crusade, big yeah. time. Yeah. yeah, and I think I think I still got to watch those movies. To Kevin's point, <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh my, oh. oh. This is that one. This one's unacceptable. Okay, Podcast let it, over. Let, let it be said right now. Indiana we, Jones. We are gonna do. This is this is gonna happen. Yeah. Okay. Things Nate hasn't, hasn't watched. Seen. Yeah. We're gonna come up with a list of movies. Yeah. And I have to watch them. Well, you're gonna have to watch them. Yeah. Oh, actually, that's a good idea. Yeah, but the list alone will shock people. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yes. Half of the good movies ever yeah. made. How many? How many? Like, what's your favorite Back to the Future? Uh, the one where they go to the, the Old West. Um, did that happen? Yeah. Yes, it did happen. <laughs> okay. Um, sorry, but you were saying, Justin, so the, the um, Indiana Jones scene. Yeah, the Indiana that was Jones. A cool nod. Read, it felt like a nod. And like to Kevin's point, it kind of fits in with this idea that people are able to pull from other elements, not just in the Star Wars universe, but in the Lucasfilm yeah. universe. And, you know, it felt very fitting. You, you, you wouldn't do something like that and not, not at least think that people are going to call back to Indiana Jones, right? Yeah. I thought about it right away. I was like, "Isn't that from Indiana Jones?" Yeah, well, I think, when, I think you anyone said who's it to seen me, Star Wars has seen Indiana Jones, so. right? Well, yeah. almost everyone. I yeah, imagine. but like, I think that when you mentioned it to me, I was like, "Okay, I wasn't crazy." And then my brother-in-law did, and I was like, "Okay, a hundred percent." That is from uh, it's Raiders of the Lost Ark. No, it's uh, Last Crusade. Last Crusade. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, something else I really enjoyed. I, I guess this one's uh, really obvious. Um, I mean, all of the interactions with this 
Baby Yoda thing is are it's just unbelievable. Oh, yeah. But him constantly getting out of the, oh. the carrier to go over to him while he's repairing oh. his armor, it's so adorable. And he just picks it up, you know, like yeah. that was my favorite of those interactions. So I think. cute. And like, but like, what was he gonna do? Like, was that force healing there? Yeah, right? I think that was something that we were supposed to, you know. I think you, because, yeah, because you, you, you kind of have a feeling that something's going on with this little guy, yeah. right? And then, you know, I, but I think they built it up neat that he didn't quite use the force there. And, you know yeah. what I mean? It was a tease and an allusion to it until the big moment where he does. Yes, yeah. absolutely. My top two moments, I would say, I really actually, I really liked the fight with the, whatever that thing was, the rhino thing, it just in general, before that, that other moment, just in the sense of like, just uh, how good that thing looked like because we were talking about the cgi in the previous episode and how it was a little hit or miss i think that thing looked awesome especially after it was oh. dead it looked like a real thing I, I thought the cgi in the first episode actually looked spot on like when really? that thing jumped out of the water and grabbed the sure the but that that first i mean that first uh speeder that came by looked a little oh that looks very yeah yeah PS2 you know? <laughs> but with the droid in it right, right yes, yeah, yeah, yeah i was yeah, like okay. but but um maybe it was just because it was shiny but uh, but no, yeah, the 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 scene that just reminded me of like the the only parts of Attack of the Clone that I actually liked, uh, which is that that Coliseum, Coliseum scene, scene, right? Yeah. With the with the whatever that the reek um, and uh, and that egg like with the with the um, the Jawas like Suga Suga Suga. It was awesome. Um, but yeah, that that force scene. It's great to see that they're not they're not stringing us along too much not at all you know with the yoda force reveals or whatever it's kind of neat yeah no i i think um it begs the question what is this yoda or is this of his species do you guys think that it's a clone of yoda there it's, are things that make so me think theories. that but then people come out and, and bash it per, or and, and shut it down pretty quickly so yeah i think it's more yeah. about his species then yeah, I, I think I'm it's, thinking, I, maybe they're all force sensitive. Maybe this species, and they're very rare. And you yeah. know, maybe they want to. You, know, you, you know so little about them. Because well, the, the call, and, the call out to the fact that you know the doctor in the first episode, uh, yeah. um, had that Camone, the Camino yeah. badge, yeah. right badge, on, yeah. his, on his uh, on his jacket. So, you know, it begs the question: Is he wanting to get him so he can clone him and study him? Yeah. Or is he is he trying to get a clone back? Yeah, um, that's that's what's kind of. I think that'll tricky. be the, kind of a fun mystery, right. just to sort of see but, what is going on here. But either way, if I, you know, it might seem more appropriate now to take it down the route that it's it's a species of yeah. Yoda's, uh, rather than it being a direct. Clone. Well, it's funny because I was I was looking up theories, and one person even said like, "What if, what if the reason Yaddle is not in the Jedi Council is because her and Yoda had a thing." And then she was kicked off or something like, or she like bowed out or something like, because well, she went into hiding. Yeah. She yeah. Did the Jedi council. I really, I really don't want this to be Yoda's love child. Yeah. No, I will yeah. say that. Like, no, I really thank you. Not. But I, I, I think it's great. You know, Favreau said he went, he went on the record as saying he wanted a really good hook yeah. for episode one. And that's something it. That just got you in. And he says, this is arc of the, of the series. So it's something to pay, pay attention to. So, um, uh, yeah, the fourth scene I thought was really, really good as well. I thought mm -hmm. it was, it was, it was going to happen. You could, we already you knew saw what was it. going on. Yeah. And oh, like, that like, whole fight, you knew you it was going to happen. You knew yeah. it was the only thing, happen. the smallest dagger in the whole world takes that thing down. Yeah, no, I'm like, was there like, poison in it no, or it's, what? It's where he, he's, he's a hunter. Jugular. He's yeah, a hunter, he knows. right? Like he knows mm. how to kill something very quickly. Although on that note, yeah. this, if you, if, if, if I'm going to pick apart anything from this show so far, yeah. And I'm, and it's, 
I'm willing to wait and see where they're going with this and if it's intentional. He is kind of lousy at his job. Well, yeah, and like he's with, always putting mm. himself and in, in positions where he's about to get killed by these things. Yeah, by these foes. Be it the um, the, the what, what, what was it that they rode in the first episode? The blurgs, you know. And then in this yeah. one, it's the rhino thing. Yeah, yeah. He, he almost dies in the shootout with. He's IG. not good with fauna. He's, but I just think he's <laughs> maybe. And may, is that maybe the thing? Is that he's a badass and tough, even yeah. though he gets himself into stupid positions where unless somebody was there to save him, he'd be dead. Well, yeah. I think I think even in the first episode, you know, when, you know, he see the the shoulder piece that's being designed for him, I think you kind of get that sense that he's not new, but he's still like amateur. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I not, think he's very. But it's, it's just interesting because um, the client or the client, um, you know, uh, Warner Herzog's character is like. You know, I heard you were the best in the parsec or whatever, right? And you can still be the best at something and not be even that very good at it, right? Yeah. So maybe, maybe he's. But like, um, are you are you getting this impression too? Like, it's not just me. And is this intentional or like well, maybe we take it a deeper level and he's building up his armor because deep inside he's not actually that impressive. You know what I mean? Like maybe he's maybe he's hiding behind that mask. He's hiding right. behind this new shiny Beskar uh-huh. armor simply because he's afraid. Right. Maybe I, I think I think I hope, to, I hope they dive deeper into his character. Yeah, like that, you know, I, and I, I, I think the flashbacks that they've already insinuated in the first episode kind of give you that there's going to be more of that. Yeah. Um, but to Kevin's point, you know, his to be called out as being one of the best and to see his moments when he's not the best is, is kind of an odd, odd sort of way to develop your character sure especially at the beginning i mean it's a great if it's gonna be a running joke and a running theme i'm almost okay with it yeah like have fun with your character he doesn't need to be an invincible right you know unstoppable killing machine because there's not a lot of drama or suspense or interest in that you know in terms of sustaining that and going forward with it but yeah Hmm. but is he gonna talk more like i'm I'm okay if we wait first 10 minutes of this episode there was literally no dialogue. That's what I'm saying though, right? Like, yeah. like, look how much dialogue was on the back half of the first episode. Yeah. Of him talking. Yeah. Like it was almost like I said, it was jarring. Yeah. Because he went very minimal, and then this whole episode, mm-hmm. ten it's... minutes opening with no with no talking. Right. Speaking of which, the um the fight with, with the, the Trandoshans at the beginning, I dug that. That was pretty good. Yeah. That was Star cool. Trek. Yeah. I mean, he was good there. He was very good. He yeah. got them there, right? He, got he did them that there. on his he own. Knew, I think. He, yeah. And and Kevin brings up a really interesting point. Like yeah. you see the tracker. Um, but is that tracker for? Yeah, was the tracker for the baby or for him? For him. Oh, so wait, you're saying somebody hired? Well, I don't know because that one Trandoshan that runs after Baby Yoda, you know, right, like at the very true, end, it gets true, exploded. True. I feel like that's their yeah, main that's, goal, that's right? Their main goal. But um, I guess you know, he, he does once, you, once IG88 dies, whoever sent him probably was, you know, would, well, they're going to know some he's sort offline. Of notification. Yeah. yeah. They're going to notice he's offline. So. But yeah, so I think that's is this what we're going to deal with a lot is them running away from other scavengers and bounty hunters. I think and, so. And I think that we've, we've yet to see some of the weight of the characters that they've been promoting that are in this this show. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. you know, there's still more that needs to be introduced. Who knows? We may not see. Is it Gina, Gina Carrera? Yeah, Gina we, won't, we might Carano? not see. Yeah, we might not see her until like after the third episode. Oh, right? she might not okay. get introduced until after the third episode. Right, uh, it might be very you know three episode focus on you know just him. Mm. Maybe it's just the two, and then now they're going to introduce other characters. But um, I don't know. I'm still I'm still into it. It's Star Wars, and I, and it's it's tickling my fancy. So yeah, it's meeting your expectations. It is. It's yeah. meeting the expectations. It's good to hear. It's still still living up after 
two episodes. It was cool. Um, they somebody pointed out um, in a podcast that I listened to uh, the fact that in the uh, originally Vader says to Boba in one of the scenes, um, "No disintegrations," and I'm like, "Dude." That's not what the Mandalorian thinks, right? Like those shots, like especially with the Transocean when he like, poof, like that was awesome. And then you see the same thing happening to the Jawas oh, later yeah, on, for sure. But the, but those aren't bounties; those people that he's killing, those right? People I guess are, that's the case. So he's free case. to just yeah, yeah. Bounty for bounty hunting, carbonite's the only way because it's dead yeah. or alive. Right? Yeah, but it's the like, fact the fact that you can even uh, that there's even a weapon that does that, like, well, and so I think that's another nod. one of those things where somebody took that line and just will give them a weapon that actually disintegrates, that. Yeah. you yeah. know? Yeah. yeah. Or I think I, maybe that was the intent of that weapon because that weapon comes from the holiday special, right? The first mm-hmm. time we saw. Yeah, we don't see him really use it though, no, right? No, no, no. Uh, there's a portion where he like he used it to shock some giant dinosaur or whatever. He shocks, but he doesn't kill anyone. No, like, disintegrate. Yeah, them, so that would have been cool if he did. Um, Speaking of Boba, that isn't Boba in the first episode. I don't care what anybody says. It's not. It's not. Oh, in the background. Yeah, yeah. No, I that believe, was just a Mandalorian. I'm fairly certain Favreau's actually come out and said it is not because he doesn't Fett. have the right armor and stuff. Yeah. So and even was, if even if, you, if it, but it does beg the question: Is he going to come back? Is there going to be a way to bring this? Back? Is the way you bring back Boba Fett after all these years? So it's about his culture, about his culture rather than him, right? Well, I mean, it's not even his culture, right? Because Boba Fett was not a Mandalorian. Was he not? I thought his father. Jango Fett was not a Mandalorian. Okay. Neither of them were Mandalorians. In fact, Jango Fett was seen as like a bit of a poser, and so so was Boba. They do explore Boba Fett and his his background in uh, in Clone Wars. Uh, but it's it's one of those things where yeah he's kind of seen as sort of a you know the the Mandalorians don't really respect him really yeah that's kind of cool interesting yeah. so it would be kind of neat to see him come back and actually with with an actual Mandalorian Ooh, and he's the bad guy to the Mandalorian right or maybe they're on the same bounty or something like that see but this is something you could wait a few seasons for yeah, you, know, sure. you don't have to give this, everything away this right is away. a season end of season two hook for season three there you go right something like that yeah um yeah I mean overall oh and the music. The music, the music, I actually, well, the theme was there at the end. I was like, yes, like that's. Well, I was going to say, I, I think the song that plays when the Mandalorian title hits, it's like mm-hmm. cowboy. Boom, boom, boom. Right? So like, it's good. Yeah, oh, yeah. It's so good. I love it because I feel like, I feel like that's. <laughs> boom. Same thing, right? Um, I feel like that is his theme song. Yeah. Um, you know what else I really enjoy? Um, are the end credit artwork stills yes. that they show it's like it's the it's like the uh, art concept stuff the concept deck. yeah i really like those during the end cred- i don't usually watch end credits but i'll watch the first yeah. half of these ones yeah they're, they're very just... like they got sort of a ralph mcquarrie yeah vibe, I, right? I love them yeah. i love them i think they're so nice looking cool well um yeah i mean overall i enjoyed this episode more than episode one in terms of its pace um but i felt like i did feel like episode one should have episode one and this episode should have been a full hour-long episode right like i i understand the marketing genius that is the reveal of baby yoda and then making us wait and you know baby yoda was trending on twitter unfortunately for those who hadn't seen oh yeah they're like what baby yoda oh no and then you know i'm sure some people got spoiled but um but no like i i get that marketing genius of everybody talking about it and, and getting more people onto the platform and then having it come out two days later was great if this episode had have come out a week Later, I don't know if I would have been as hot on it. No, Interestingly yeah, enough, absolutely. right? But really, though, the the stuff with Baby Yoda didn't like fully hit all the things you wanted to get from it after that reveal after Episode One. Like, I think they did a great job of giving you that those interactions and stuff with that character. Yeah, 
I just I'm I'm interested to see what this is going to feel like watching them. Oh, you know, if we do, if if I ever do like go back and like binge them, you know what I mean? Like how it, how that is going to feel. I different. feel like they're going to feel more consistent, right? Yeah. Because I'm on the same page with the idea that it it kind of felt like this episode could have worked better with, but to to your point, mm-hmm. that hook at the end of episode one really does get you right. So yeah, you know, to post it, you know, two days after. Uh, I forgive the first them. Yeah, I, I forgive <laughs> them. I forgive them. But I'm definitely more intrigued with, you know, the next episodes because they go weekly with it because yeah. I'm hoping they get, they're probably not going to get longer, but I just hope that there's more of but, that. Like, but also think about the fact that he's going off the planet now that we've been on for the first two episodes. Right. Right. So how how different is this going to be? Where is he going to go? Is he going to go to Grief Karga or is he going to go back to the client, um, you know, with this, with this baby Yoda? Like, I mean... He can't possibly think that some crazy, freaky scientist and also what seems to be like one of the most dangerous um, mobsters, you know, in the parsec, um, he can't possibly think that it's a good idea to bring this baby Yoda back to them. Right. He, he has too much of an, an well, attachment yeah, to it and what through is, his own story. Now, and yeah. What is, yeah. Like, I guess we've kind of seen the glimpse into yeah. his his reasoning as to why he's so connected, but what is it really? Like, looking looking at the casting for this week's episode, I think we will get more answers in, in regards to that. Spoilers. Oh, yeah. Sorry if that was too spoilers. No, that's like, I don't, I don't mind. Um, no, casting, you didn't say anything. I didn't say so. anything but, um, specific. But. but yeah, like you could tell his, you said his relationship to the little baby Yoda, like that moment where the Jawas are walking up to it and he's like, don't touch. Like he was really upset. And could, again, Huge kudos to Pedro Pascal for like being able to emote that emotion through a helmet. Um, but but yeah, it, you could tell in that moment it wasn't just for the money in that moment. Yeah, no, I don't think it is. You know, and then especially the way he's looking at it yeah. after the and big like, rocking it, he's worried, yeah. he's worried about it. Oh. He's, he's shaking it's, it. It's, it's so it was so unexpected that this is what was going to be happening. About, yeah, know? that like, we're talking about you know my little baby Yoda, like, uh, yeah. and this and this sentimental, you know, very sweet. Yeah, he's bounty a hunter. You know, like, but it, he, you know, that's coming from his past, yes. right? He's he's a foundling. He lost his parents. He knows what it's like. So this is him. You know, saying I'm going to do better by this this child. Uh, someone online, I think on Slash Film, actually referenced uh, a John Woo movie. Um, I think it's with Chow Yun Fat. Um, he has he's holding a baby and he's running through and he's just shooting oh, people. Oh, cool! And he said, I, "I just want to see a scene like that." Yeah, and I was just like, "Yeah, Let's that would go. be amazing. That would be awesome to just see him in his like final bit to just you know yeah. go up against a bunch of people and run out with a baby. That'd be, <laughs> you know, that'd be dope." Cool. Well, guys, um, overall, I would rate this 8.5 hairy eggs out of 10. I'll give it a, a nice 8.8 hairy eggs. Ooh. Mm, I'd give it a 6 hairy eggs. Oh, so Aww. a little lower then. Yeah. yeah, it's a little lower. I don't yeah. think he likes it very much. I, I, didn't, I, didn't like, I didn't like this episode very much. No. I, I, I can see what it's done and how it's kind of doing a little bit more of that universe building, but it yeah. just... It it it's not that it felt clunky. It just just it just didn't you didn't get it. There wasn't enough happening for you in this. Episode. Yeah, there just wasn't enough value at the end of it. Right? It's like okay. It was like parts. it's it's almost we like we just you... watched a baby Yoda force lift a, a friggin' rhino. hairy rhino. Yeah, that's, we that's, got a lot out of it. Was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, maybe for you, Justin, it was almost as if like it was kind of like if you had a movie about a spaceship um, that runs out of gas or something like that. Maybe you didn't enjoy that. Oh, you mean like uh, uh, let's move on, Last uh, Jedi? <laughs> oh my. God. So, um, 
Uh, you know what? That's that's actually it. Um, you know, I, we hope you guys enjoyed this week's episode. It's a pretty good episode. Pretty fun. Uh, I love Lucy. I like how we all again how we all landed on different uh, different casting. Um, yeah, that's that's my favorite part about Total Recast is, you know, you think, oh, this would be perfect, this would be perfect, and then you hear somebody else's, and you're like, oh, it didn't even go that way. Yeah. That was awesome. Yeah. So I, cool. I think that we all had very unique takes on it, so I yeah. think, and it makes sense for, for now. Um, yeah, so if you if you haven't already, make sure you subscribe to us wherever you listen to podcasts. Uh, we are Geek-Centric, and you can be too, uh, which means you can also check us out on YouTube at youtube.com slash geekcentric. Follow us on Twitter at geekcentricyt. And follow us on Instagram at WeAreGeekCentric. Um, and if you guys have any suggestions for Total Recast, or if you have any thoughts on The Mandalorian, or theories, or, you know, is Baby Yoda a clone, or, or is it a love child between Yaddle and Yoda, um, you know, let us know. Uh, where can they, how, how do they let us know again, Justin? I can't remember. They can let us know at WeAreGeekCentric at gmail.com. I'm not repeating it. No, you usually change it. Yeah, I know. Okay. It keeps changing this it up every time. It. You know, it's, it's painful. Whole, it's sad. I know. I'm expecting. Yeah, nice. Uh, <laughs> Justin, Kevin, thank you so much for joining me for today's baby filled episode. And as always, love ya. Uh, I need to say this because I, I think now oh. that the character's gone, uh, the joke won't be funny anymore. But so I have spoken uh, <laughs> and get home safe, guys. Peace. <laughs>